interesting thing that I'm doing right now. I'm recording this podcast. Welcome in. I should say that at the very beginning. Welcome into Natchez Glenhouse Stories, yada, yada, yada. This is episode number 61, if you're counting. I apologize for not doing a podcast for a while. I'm recording this live because I felt it was the most stripped down way to do it. It's like the acoustic uh, way back in the day when I was very young. I remember Eric Clapton on MTV. And uh, I'm not old enough to to really be like a hardcore, like original Eric Clapton fan, like cream, like back then in the day, music history with Steve 101 here. But I remember that performance and um, I think it was not too long after he had had that tragedy with his son. And there was something about that whole acoustic thing. So I'm doing this for the same reason, the same reasoning, stripped down acoustically, just in this vibe. If you've listened to the podcast in the past, if you've looked at any of the content I've ever done, I think there's this me holding back component. And there's a lot of people who think, how could you be holding back, dude? You talk all the time. Enough already. I've been holding back because there's this whole personal word. And I wanted to get into this here on the podcast. We'll get over into these subjects on YouTube as well. Um, I don't know where Instagram fits in anymore. Just the the push towards advertising by both the content creators on Instagram and the platform itself makes it really hard to find that a place that you can produce content. It's like a whole bunch of people selling stuff with some content sprinkled on it. It's just not that tasty. What I want to get into is the personal thing. Um, up until maybe this year, I didn't realize where even my interest in gardening came from. I've been exploring a lot of topics like this over this last, probably my entire life, but really intensely in the last 10 years and then even a little bit more so in this year. What I mean by that is we all are gardening for different reasons. You know, I'm going to get into the psychology of this and you're going to hear much more of this talk. So if you're here for this kind of experience, I encourage you to stick around. If you're not and you complain about plants being two weeks late, stop listening. Throughout this year, um, when I decided to start selling plants, I had spent since 2007 to 2000. 20, 2021, an intense amount of personal time with plants. Traveling, um, by no means do I have a, a motor that is normal by most people's standards when I get very interested in a subject, um, my levels of enthusiasm for things. I'll even run myself physically into the ground. And you might be like that too, right? Or you may be like, what the hell is, what do you mean? What I mean is the years I spent between 2008 and 2020 were a little different than most people. I was traveling, running sales for a nursery, uh, driving seven, eight hours every day sometimes. But I was going to meet with experts on plants, be it conifers or perennials or ferns and just around the world of plants people 
this sometimes hidden cabal of people. None of them now are on social media, but that was the world that I got to learn in, in this very, very intense way of traveling. So my experience with plants and horticulture and gardening has been really unique in my adult years. But part of my view of gardening is, you know, why do I even give a shit, right? Why do, why do I even garden? Like I'm traveling and I'm doing this stuff and you guys have heard me here on the podcast and we're doing all these things. And the other day on Instagram Live, I made a comment that moving forward, I'd like to get much more personal. And I want everybody to hear this in the spirit of which it's intended. Um, I tend to talk in a way that is either very storytelling or very like joke style, like set up, set up, set up, set up, punchline, set up, set up, set up, set up, punchline. And as I was saying how I was going to be more personal, people said, oh, you mean you should show your dog and things like that. And yeah, that's a form of personal. I'm talking about something a little bit more emotional a little bit more personal in a deep way. When I was young, growing up, my parents were not only not into gardening, but they were both very dysfunctional people, right? I grew up in a home with domestic violence, domestic abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse. For me, I had always thought the reason why I was gardening at such a big scale and in many things in my life I've done in these big ways. We'll get into it over the years, but big, big ways. And I felt like gardening was that same thing. And in my mind, through, you know, reading and, and reading therapists and psychologists and different people's viewpoints on having a childhood like that, I thought some of it was actually me trying to show to my parents my worth. That, hey, you know, I'm not like them. We're not going to go through this dysfunctional kind of world the way they did. We're going to do something very different. And in many things in my life being almost overcompensating, right? I'm trying to get validation. But in this last couple of years, I, I started to question that a little bit. Because I've had, um, we were fortunate enough to have two homes that we were owning at the same time. We'd gone up to Connecticut. We'd come back here. You know, I, I think I've proven a lot of that and, and I don't, and my dad has since passed away. For those of you that are wondering, I don't have a relationship with my parents at all because of that toxicity that I grew up with and them just never really becoming accountable or acknowledging any of that. And again, this is what I meant by personal, what we just did. I mean, I understand where everybody was coming from. Oh, Steve, show us a picture of your dog. It'll be great. And I was thinking more so that I tell you the story when my dad threatened to kill me and my mom in a car when I was like six. We were not on the same page that day with what I defined as personal and what many people are defining as personal. And over the year of really doing some self-examination, and we're going to get into this, and then we're going to bring it full circle for gardening, right? But I wanted to give you this podcast so you could really hear me and who I am and where we're going. Growing up like that, thinking that I was doing all this gardening for validation was probably the last 10 or 15 years of my life with gardening, thinking, hey, this is why I did that. And I think that can develop an unhealthy relationship with gardening, right? In that particular case of mine, where I'm looking at this going, oh, well, I did these gardens as validation, and now I'm in a healthier place with those people and those relationships early in my life. And hey, well, I don't have to prove anything anymore. So I sort of was there for a second, 
where, hey, I don't have to prove anything anymore. I've built these gardens. I've had a pretty successful career. At least more than one person not related to me is listening to this podcast right now. So we're doing something. I'm really, it may not be, I mean, we may not be Joe Rogan kids, but you know, maybe we don't want to be Joe Rogan. I mean, maybe I'm a hundred million dollars from Spotify. I could buy a lot of plants. A lot, a lot of plants could be bought with a hundred million dollars from Spotify. I'm just saying Spotify, but growing up like that, going through this experience, wanting to be more personal, but thinking that validation thing was there was a big part somewhere in my psychology of the last decade even. But this year, what I got to see in a very weird way is how few people are really gardening in a meaningful way for themselves. There was part of me that thought I was gardening to prove to my parents validation or the world validation, right? That I wasn't my parents. However you want to psychologically define that, I'll, I'll let you go into a therapy session and figure it out. But was I really gardening for me ultimately? When we started selling plants, what I saw was people aren't really gardening for them. They're just buying pretty pictures on the internet that, you know, they see, but they're not really getting a lot of meaning out of it. And unfortunately, I think I've made a massive mistake. Knowing all of this and, and knowing where I've been with gardening and where I'd like to go, becoming more personal, becoming more intimate, I also knew that I had to stop teaching. I had a moment, some plant medicine may have been involved, where I just said, you know, this teaching thing, it doesn't seem to be really working. And then if you go back through the podcast, a pretty strong narrative. I always bring up the Paul Allen Smith episode where I asked Paul Allen Smith, if people were gardening in a more meaningful way, what would it look like? What would it be? Do you think people are? And he commented back, he didn't really think people are. Because if they were, we'd see it. And in 2020, when the pandemic began, somehow the gardening industry tried to turn it into a positive. There were some things said by some people in the gardening, floriculture, horticultural world that I uh, were completely gross to me during that time of a pandemic. Millions of people losing their lives. And regardless of where you stood on that subject, no matter if you're a person who's in touch with your own awareness, emotion, psychology or not, everyone on this earth with some percentage of panicked. I don't care where you are or were on the spectrum. If you were a 0 0.07, you still had some, or if you were a 99.9 .9 out of 100. But those people in the gardening industry were acting like there were a lot of people gardening. And we sold a lot of plants to begin the year of 2021 when I decided to. So there were people buying plants, but I don't consider that gardening. On Instagram recently, I asked a question, is a collection a garden, is a garden a collection, it's this kind of thing. And, I, and we get definitely philosophical here. We get perspective based, psychology based. I get it, but I'm going to tell you, this is just my opinion. If you are buying individual plants and I started off the same way, so we all start maybe here. I don't think you're gardening yet. That's not a bad thing. But gardening is a creative pursuit. 
Gardening is creating. You see it in Pete Aldoff. You see it in Roy Diblick. You see it in Thomas Hitchmo. James Hitchmo, excuse me. Tom Stewart was the other name that was on my mind. We see these people. We see their work. We don't look at their work and, and necessarily see plants. We look at their work and we see a painting, a palette, a painting and a palette that changes every day and won't look the same in November as it did in May. That's a creative pursuit. That's emotional. That's something different. Now we're using a medium or a media, maybe in the case of plants, that's a little complicated and you need to really know things. You can't go on YouTube for eight seconds and get answers to these things. But I think gardening is a little more philosophical, creative, emotions, spiritual for some. But it certainly isn't just going to Home Depot and buying some plants. And as we were selling plants, you'd think I'd be happy. You'd think I'd go, man, Steve, you validated to your parents. Hey, look, look, you've done it, right? You're successfully selling plants. You sold hundreds of orders, not dozens. It wasn't just your cousin who bought some things. You did it. But, but I felt really bad. I didn't feel good. Let me tell you why. And this is what derailed the podcast, is this entire conversation that we're having today. Live. As we were selling these plants, we were getting questions about shipping. I was getting questions about shipping dahlias as early as late January, early February. I was receiving email messages asking for perennials that hadn't even arrived into the country yet. I go on Instagram every day and talk about these issues. I save them. We sent out email blasts. I can hear smart asses out there in the background. We should have. Listen. We all went through a global pandemic. I don't care what you voted, and I don't care how the hell you feel about it. But if you don't have some recognition that the world got a little fucked up over the course of the last 20 months, we can't be friends. And I feel like that's what happened. Is It was this really weird thing. You know, I've spent being really open with my time. I have a wife. I have a daughter. I have a very small business that I'm trying to create. I take a tremendous amount of time to come on Instagram, to come on the podcast, to talk about these subjects. I may have been very naive in believing, and I'm here for that criticism, that we had maybe a little bit more of a community of people watching the content had found buying plants from me via social media, which is a whole other issue we'll step into here in a second. And that those people got it. They understood I was one person. They understood you get your plants. I wasn't stealing someone's money, which was actually inferred to me, despite the hundreds of people that received their plants and the dozens and dozens that were thrilled about their plants. And I had expected, as someone who's been in the business world for more than a second, you know, we'd have some problems, obviously. You expect that whenever, if you don't, you're just, again, you're ultra naive. 
But we started to see like not just problems that were like logistical. Hey, where are my plants? I didn't get my plants when I thought I got my plants. Rubble, 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 rubble. It wasn't just that. There were a lot of questions. There were a lot of issues. You know, we shipped out a lot of deep plug, landscape plug plants this year. People started potting them up as opposed to putting them in the ground, despite the fact that every high-end garden designer on earth has put landscape plugs into the ground over the last 20 years. In Europe, they don't actually barely ever sell perennials in large one-gallon containers. That is strictly almost an American thing exclusively, and it's a pain in the ass and stupid. We'll talk some later date. But even with all that, People saw these little plugs, and I got comments from a few people. They were like, these are so small. Why are these so small, Steve? These will never grow. Plants always start large and just get larger. Yeah, that's not true, um, but it's okay. <laughs> so that, that interaction with not just 10%, which was the number in my mind, if you're wondering, I thought we'd have problems with. The number started to get closer into the 25 to 30% range. And what some of you again would say in a sarcastic way, well, you would send people their plants, maybe you wouldn't get. This was early days, kids. Many of the plants we're talking about weren't even supposed to ship out till April 1st. And I was receiving these messages in February and March and April and May and June and July and August, and September, and October, and November, and December, and January. And then we start the whole damn thing over again. Yeah. So, after going through that, it really, it shook me a little bit. I thought we were somewhere better with plants and gardening. We're, we're clearly not. And again, this is my opinion. If you feel different, hey, good for you. So... Then I started to say, what am I doing moving forward? I have built this massive garden built around a ton of rare plants. We've switched it over to cut flowers. Now we're switching over to a nursery. Uh, I, I'm done validating and building this garden for my parents. A lot of the people buying plants don't know what the hell they're buying. They have no relationship or emotions to these plants. They're simply buying them because it's a pretty picture of a hibiscus on the internet. Wow, where do we go from here? Have I just spent the last 10 or 15 years of my life educating people and completely wasting my time? That's where I was for most of the year. We shipped out plants. We were finally able to hire somebody who was awesome. We tried to hire some other people. Those people didn't work out so well. I get it. But finally hired somebody that was great. Started to move out more plants. Shipped out all of our plants. I think we have a few orders as I record this that are just delayed for people who wanted them delayed or for plant reasons or whatever the case is. But all those people get their plants too. And most people who didn't get their plants in the timely fashion that Jeff Bezos' dick rocket asked them to, I sent people usually free stuff. In fact, funny stories on this. I actually got two complaints this year about free stuff. Free stuff. Free stuff. You know, the other night I was at a dinner at a restaurant and they brought out a free piece of cake and I spit in their faces. They did. And I said, how dare you give me that cake? You son of a bitch. That didn't happen, but it's the equivalent in the plant world. And after going through it again, I'm doing a lot of soul searching, right? I'm questioning like, what the hell are we doing here? And then a couple of things happen. Number one, I started to think about my own relationship with plants differently. 
when I was really young, and I mentioned that volatility that I grew up in a household with abuse, domestic, verbal, violence, all of that. When I was really young, we rented two homes throughout my life. There was another house, but I think it was really tiny, like one, you know. But through most of my life, we had two homes that we had rented. Neither one of them nice. We grew up, I grew up extremely poor on top of all the volatility. So what I remembered was when my parents would fight, I would go outside. And as a little kid, you know, whatever you, you know, whatever gender normatives you want to throw on this, you know, Tonka trucks for boys and Barbie dolls for girls. And we'll all pretend like it's 1971 and it's all still like that, I guess. Uh, maybe not. But for me, I would just go outside and just mess around. One of the homes I remembered, there was a little kumquat tree, citrus family. Thought it was cool. One house, I remember there was some kind of rose. Again, this is Florida where I grew up. Not sure. Whatever the case was. Just remembered when I was outside, I was safer than when I was inside. When I was outside, it was a distraction. The soil, the dirt, playing in it seeing the plants, grabbing leaves. And then I remembered I even had one time I was, you know, I was Gary Vaynerchuk before Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay. There was uh, that rose bush that I mentioned. And I remember I took the petals one time of any of that I could find. And I took them and I put them in like water. And I was like, I'm going to make rose perfume and sell it. Now, granted, I didn't sell any, but it was a decent idea at the time for probably like, you know, a four or six year old somewhere in that ballpark. I can recall, I think I'm pretty accurate. But that's where my relationships with plants and nature came from. It did not come from me validating my parents. Maybe you're unsure where your relationship with plants and gardening come from. For me, what I love about it is it's, I've said this before, it's this intersection of science and people and history and anthropology and ecology and creativity. There's very few things that merge these fields. It's one of the reasons why I can't believe more people don't see it. It's this incredible thing you are painting with nature. You're not buying a stupid plant. You're painting with nature. Think about that. And not just today, right? The way your garden looks today is not the way it'll look seven months from now. And the way you paint is over that time. So it's this beautiful thing. You can learn about plants. It's just, it can be for you and be private, or you can share it. You can bring your family into it. Recently, I've done that with my wife. For my, my wife and I have been together for over 20 years. The thing that's fascinating is I was building these gardens here and I would talk to her about plants and all that, but I never really took the time to like bring her into that world. I'm trying to do that more and I do it in different ways than you think. I don't walk her over to Deschampsia sespitosa and say, this is Deschampsia sespitosa. You know, I can do that. I think you're all aware that that knowledge is there for me, but this emotional side of it, this personal relationship with gardening is what I'm really wanting to get to. And I'm going to show you my view of these things, things like that with my wife. I don't talk to her about the botanical. I have her go out just in our long grass in the front of our property and run her hand across it. And I say, imagine a grass more delicate than that. 
that just blows in the breeze. And you look off and there's the hill in the back of our property that you can see and the house is sort of nestled down here. Run your hand across that grass in your imagination. That's how I describe Deschampsia cespitosa to my wife. Now, I don't want you to get this wrong. I am hugely, hugely committed to people learning. I think that's a personal experience. I'm going to stop playing teacher. I'm going to just start showing you. The podcast will change. We'll talk about that in a moment. But personally, I wanted to tell you, for those that listen to the podcast, that have really gotten it, to take that little extra time. If I've provided you any insight to change your view on plants or gardening, I cannot thank you enough. You were the people who fueled me through the year. There's a beautiful woman with the first name Kathy up in Ohio, and she jumps on my Instagram live. She's super sweet, very nice woman. She sent a message to me right in sometime in June, I want to say, and it was just at the right time. We were still being bombarded by people not understanding shipping. We were still being bombarded by people not understanding I was one person. We were still being bombarded by people not understanding that receiving and shipping plants is not shipping and receiving books or toaster ovens. So it was a very well-timed communication from a person who I know has valued the time that I've put into it. So I hope those type of relationships that clearly I forged with somebody like Kathy is something we can all sort of forge together. I don't really want to be in this superficial way of social media and Instagram anymore. I will use it as a tool. Don't worry about that. I'll still be on there. But we're going to start doing this a little differently. I want you to have an experience with plants and gardening that I've had. I know there's more here. I know how fulfilling it is. I've met people in their 90s who have blown me away with their passion for gardening in a more meaningful way. And I'm just telling you that if you want to go on that, that's something that interests you. If you have that somewhere in you, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's build a relationship here that's more meaningful than this bullshit that we see on social media. Everyone complains about it, but then no one does anything. People seem to be aware of the inauthentic people that are on there who aren't willing to share anything that's really personal. But then we all just sort of keep doing it. So this is me stopping doing it and doing something else and doing something that I think is a view that will help you have a better understanding of where I'm coming from about plants and gardening. To the podcast specifically, what I'd really like to do is bring the podcast into a high-end production show that I'm going to do. For those of you that don't know, and I, mean, I just don't, I mean, I'm talking about gardening, you know, how many opportunities does this come up to share these kinds of things? It doesn't. The very first jobs I had in my life were in television and production and using cameras and editing and all of that. And I did that professionally, right? It wasn't like a hobby. So 
we can do that. But I'd also like to bring the podcast in. I'd like the podcast to change a little bit too. We've done some good ones. We've done some bad ones. It's not about the guests. Sometimes it's more about me. Uh, I was just saying the other day to my daughter how we had a guest on, but the guest I thought could have had a better conversation with someone, but I was just not very good that day, just not in the proper headspace. And sometimes that's been the challenge, just getting into the proper headspace. I've had a very intense relationship with gardening and plants. I clearly feel very personally committed to it, and it gives me so much. There's been so many days where I just look and I just go, I can't believe it. You know, I've recently had this thing with uh, Carex Bermoides where I think Carex Bermoides was growing here on the properly, the property natively. And I, I bought some in to create a little matrix layer of Carex. And now I'm like, this is incredible. Like this is actually the right decision. I didn't look at that as a bad thing. I looked at that as a good thing. I was on the right track. I, I, I thought Carex Bermoides would be a good choice. Roy Diblick is always waxing about it. He was the reason why I brought it in. I was like, hey, if Roy says it's good, I'm buying it. And that's the way it is with me, with most people in plants that I respect. You know, that was my hope with selling plants is that we could develop that relationship. I know a lot of the plants that we talk about aren't always available. So I knew that would stink. It would stink for me. If Roy Diblick told me uh, Carex bromoides is good and I couldn't source Carex bromoides, I'd be a little salty about it. So I didn't want that to happen to anybody else. So that's why I started it. That's it. Plain and simple. So anyone who is out there like, I want my money back. We did give people their money back. It was fine. But to insinuate that I have been doing anything on social media that wasn't just about trying to either entertain you and make you laugh occasionally and maybe to make you think a little harder, number two, or number three, just to say some name of a plant, or number four, we could keep going, whatever that is, was not the case. That's never been the tone of the content I put out. And I didn't want to just go out and get more followers. There were some collaboration efforts that I had offered to me this year that I did not take because I don't want more of those people following and buying things from me, quite honestly. If we get new people and they come in and they just want to watch and observe and maybe laugh here or there, that's awesome. That's what we should be doing. But I'm not looking just to go get some people from a popular Instagram or a popular YouTuber and then have them promote what we're selling and then get some kind of promo code. And then we have people buy stuff. Those people don't know what the hell they're buying. And they certainly don't know about what I'm about or what you're about as we're trying to build this relationship and build a healthier, better gardening community who understands gardening in a more insightful way, not this master gardener nonsense that's been going on in the United States or any of this other stuff. Because again, if people are gardening in a more meaningful way as I drive around an area of the, the country here outside of Nashville, Tennessee, in Williamson County, which is one of the top 10 per capita earning incomes in the country, I only say that to tell you that people here aren't hindered by economic problems, right? They have economic freedoms. Many people who live in other parts of the world don't have that privilege. So when I drive around communities like this, and I did for 10 years around the country, and I don't see meaningful gardens, I know what's happening. So stop with all of the nonsense. Stop going on Instagram and telling everybody everybody's gardening. Stop. stop. They're buying some plants. And that's the kind of business I was building, a business where people would just start buying some plants. I've seen what that does. I've worked with those companies directly. That's not what I wanted to do. 
We need to build a community. And if it's 50 people or if it's 50,000 people, if it's 50,000 people, me and Gabrielle are going to need some help. Because Gabrielle is the person who helps me. That's her name. We're going to need some help. But 50, we probably got it. 50,000, we're going to need some help. But that's what I wanted to create it when we were selling plants. So the podcast will take on a different tone. I think it'll be more conversational. I have a couple of really creative ideas that I just have to figure it out on my own. As far as selling plants go, I think we're just going to keep doing the No More Plant Collection. I always have and always will have thousands of plants that come in here throughout the course of the year. I know we always have great plants. If you're looking for great plants, if you need help, send notes. I have a couple of people. That's what they've done. They've been like, hey, Steve, I've got this kind of this kind of setup. Could you send me one of those no more plant collections? And I noodle it and I send you an awesome box and people have been thrilled. This is such a fun way to do it. I have all these rare witch hazels. I don't even want to sell them to some of these people. I mean, I'm not saying these people in a derogatory term. I'm just saying I don't want this witch hazel to be wasted on you. Tim Bratzman grew it in Ohio. I grew it here some. These are, these are, Tim Bratzman's sort of a big deal. I'm not just going to pass on one of these plants to, to you and then it's going to, then you don't even know what it is. You're like, they always a pretty picture on the internet. Duh. No. No, 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 no. First off, don't go speed out planting witch hazels. Learn some stuff first. I always keep saying, I'm, I'm bad for my own business. I'm like, use your imagination instead of buying plants. And people are like, but I want to buy my plants. And I'm like, use your imagination before you buy some plants. But I want to buy my plants. Stop. Stop. So, you know, we've had people who've really done it. And I really want to focus on that. So, again, I'm going to close with this. For those of you that are here for this and have been here for this, I cannot thank you enough. You've led me to some personal exploration, as I mentioned, about my own psychology with gardening. I hope you're here for more. The one thing I would beg all of you to do, and I know this feels awkward, and I know you're like, but Steve, I'm not one of those people. Well, listen, neither really am I. I'm having to push myself for the good of just trying to get people to see gardening in a different way to even go sometimes and, and participate in these weird platforms. So I understand what I'm asking of you is nothing different than I ask of myself. Go on social media, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, your next door neighbors, whatever you call it, and tell them about the content. Comment on the content. You gotta comment on the content. The podcast, leave reviews, the YouTube videos, like, comment, subscribe. I know you hear these people on YouTube and I make fun of it because it's just funny, but this is how people find this content. And at some point, my wife is going to be like, stop doing all this stuff. You're costing us money. No, it's not true. My wife is fantastic and a beautiful person and our relationship is better than ever. So I can just tell you that. Um, but what we really need to do is you and I listening. We need to do the same game these other fakers are doing. These inauthentic people. They're real good at social media, these folks. Right? That's the only reason why we even see them. Because they're good at social media. Their content is for shit and they don't know anything. But... They're good at social media. So you and I, we got to both get good at social media. Me as the host, me as the person producing this stuff, and you as the person listening. If we want to be able to actually put information out there that is slightly better than what we're seeing right now, which is essentially buy these plants from this branded plant company because why? Because
because they're the best. Why? Who said so? The plant company. Well, how do you know they're the best? Because the plant company told me so. Have you grown any other plants? No. No, I haven't. Well, how do you know those are the best plants then if you haven't grown any plants? Because the company told me so and they sent me them for free. We can't have those people win. I thank you. I implore you. I hope you'll go like, comment, subscribe, tell a neighbor, tell a friend. Get If you own one of those, like, paint things in the sky or one of those airplanes that looks like it's from Snoopy Red Baron and you pull those things behind your, your aeroplane, put up on there, Natchez Glen House. That's it. I don't even just put that in. People are like, what the 